Hello inmates and welcome to Twisted Chamber. I'm Natasha. I'm Kat. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween everyone. Oh, uh, it's the best time of the year. It is, it's which good. is why we have dressed up, haven't we? We have dressed up, we, we have, have dressed up. We have, we have it. Yes, I am Pennywise uh, yeah, today. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, but I have to say everyone, this is all charity shop ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have hot glue gun, all of this. It was a crafting day. You know, crafty. Do it yourself. I'm DIY your Halloween costume. Always. Always. They've always. I never had. First off, I was never the sexy zombie cheerleader or the sexy <laughs> nurse that's got a cut on her cheek. I was always something hideous. Yeah. It was always homemade. Yeah. See, I've never, yeah. ever been allowed to be as gruesome as your face today okay uh if anyone hasn't seen natasha's face so far you can go <laughs> to youtube and have a look at our faces yeah uh, go see what she, we look uh, like <laughs> she, she you're you are pretty good at it though I you did, are i did love doing this when i did my training yeah it's my favorite thing to do yeah and it's homage to my uh, story today oh and <sighs> what is that axe Oh, so yeah. you got axed in the face. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. As a tribute. And uh, yeah, it's all too... Although my, yeah, I keep thinking I'm getting stuck with my long, luscious hair. But I know, you do. Yeah. We both have wigs on. We do. It's been at least 12 years for me since okay. I've worn a wig. So this is feeling super itchy. <laughs> <laughs> you this have is to. feeling itchy. Yeah, because we've made the effort, we've got wigs on. I've got like latex. We've got like glue we glue gun stuff you really need to go over to youtube and have a look at us on youtube just to see what we look like because yeah. uh this took a while hey georgie <laughs> no hey, no no balloons? no balloons no balloons. no balloons let's no. play <laughs> i'm a spider on the inside <laughs> oh, two of my worst things clowns and then spiders no way yeah all Not the legs playing. it's that crawling again that <laughs> Would need is that sound that was that, like, uh, that was some sound. sound effects for you guys. There we as go. Well. We come we come with them homemade. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it freaks me out. It does yeah, freaks awful. me out. But yes. uh, Dot the chamber dog is yes. also dressed up as Georgie. She is. She is, and it's so cute. She's we were twinsies. <laughs> <laughs> we're twinsies on this Halloween day. Costume, yes. Um, and if you guys go to our Instagram page, mm -hmm. we're gonna upload some pictures because. Yep. We had some fun, didn't we? We did. We did a little photo shoot, and yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Outside, in nature. In nature. Looking Always in nature. That's right. We like a bit of nature. Oh, I love a bit of nature. <laughs> it's good times. It is good times. So, I have a little Halloween blessing. Oh, okay. So, I thought we would start this episode before I get into my story with a little Halloween blessing. Well, let's bless this shit, let's shall we? It. Let's bless it. <laughs> okay. Uh, may the turning of the year... Bring you strength and joy. Call upon the past and celebrate as the veil thins between the worlds. Honor yourself, Mother Earth, and all your relations. We welcome the dark half of the year, saying goodbye to the light and the coming of winter solstice. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. It's very cool. I love that. It's oh, very cool. happy, happy Halloween. Happy sound. Oh, is that how you pronounce yes, it? Yes, how you pronounce it. Well, so is it you can Psalm. Sound. Sam. Sound. I'm not very good at accents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at accents. It is okay. People, it's Happy Halloween, but some people think it 
Hey, we all we all mm. have a little word thing. Yeah, we do. Some people think it's Samhain, how it's spelt, but it's actually Sal. Okay. Yeah. Very that's nice. That's how you pronounce it. So yeah. Well, thank you for that You're blessing, welcome. Natasha. I like to bless needs blessing with the story I'm about to tell. Okay. Yes. I'm excited to get into that Halloween spirit of ooh, I feel scared. Yes. I miss that. But in preparation, yep. everyone, if you oh, are yes. watching on YouTube, these are our little skull wine glasses. They are. And with we will a deadly be, cocktail. A very deadly because we will be drinking <laughs> the entire way through this part one and this part two. If you hear a little bit of us a, a drinking, I do apologize. <laughs> I do apologize. I really hope that you don't. I pray that you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> I pray that you don't. But this is delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. There we go. Well, we go. buddy, right then. I think I'm super ready you to ready? be scared. Okay. I hope it's scared. Well, it's just really horrible. Okay. Um, Axe Murder House is the name of my story. Oh, dear. Oh, yep. dear. Uh, Villisca is a city in Montgomery County, Iowa. It has a population of around 1,132, which was recorded in the 2020 census. Villisca is also known for the Axe Murder House. On June the 9th, 1912, the Moore family, Josiah, and his wife, Sarah, were getting ready to attend the local Presbyterian Church Children's Day pageant, along with their four children, Herman Montgomery, 11, Mary Catherine, 10, Arthur Boyd, seven, and Paul Vernon, five. Josiah Moore was one of Villisca's most prominent businessmen. He married Sarah Montgomery on December 6th, 1899, at the home of her parents. Joe and his wife had been members of the Villisca community for 13 years. The Children's Day Presbyterian pageant was a yearly event and one that Sarah took great pleasure in organising and all four of her children plus two of Mary Catherine's friends were also taking part. Okay, so they're all kind of helping each other. Yeah. Okay. They're all... And this is this, this is, is a, a while ago. This is a while ago. Yeah, okay. this is a long time ago. Oh, yes. Uh, Josiah, the father, sat in the audience and watched his wife and children perform the show. The show ended at roughly around 9.30pm and the Moore family including Lena and Ina Stillinger, walked home with them. Lena and Ina asked their parents... Which if, ones are Lena and Ina? These are the friends of Catherine Moores. Got you. Yep, these are the two girls. So the friends also, are like, hey, we'll walk you home. Well, no, they're all walking home. It's too dark, so they want to stay over at the Moore family home. Oh, my gosh. So um, they call their uh, parents to ask if they can stay over. The town is in dis in an argument with the local power board so there's blackouts happening throughout the night where all the electricity goes oh, off. okay so you can't see anything so other you, than no. the moonlight and exactly. the stars if they're yep. out yep so okay. these two girls didn't want to walk home on their own so they wanted to go to their friend's house and have a sleepover okay. um lena is 12 and ina is eight um they arrived home at roughly 9 45 or 10 p.m that evening the following morning the Moore's neighbour, Mary Peckham, was outside and noticed that Sarah Moore had not been outside and the morning chores hadn't been done. She also noticed that the house was unusually still. Then roughly between 7 and 8am, after still not hearing anything from the Moore house, Mary knocked on the door 
and then again with no response she tried the door handle. It was locked, which was unusual because they live in a very small town and people didn't lock their front doors then. You left them open. People yeah, back just... in the day, I, you know, I know loads of people, even my grandma wouldn't really yeah. lock the door, you yeah. know, back in the day because mm. you would feel safe in your community. People yeah. knew each other. There was that safety factor there. Mm. Uh, I've never felt that, but yeah. <laughs> no. I think when I was younger, because I lived down a cul-de-sac, we used to have the same kind of energy, but as things change you don't do that anymore no no you don't do that anymore um so uh mary having no answer went and let the chickens out and then she went to call joe's brother ross um after asking a few questions uh as to where joe's whereabouts was ross come over to the house um mary was waiting for him and when ross arrived he tried to look in all the windows but the curtains were all drawn he yelled through the letterbox you know where are you? That kind of thing. No answer. So he used his spare key and he opened the door and entered the house. And what met Ross downstairs in the downstairs bedrooms was two bodies on the bed covered in a sheet with a dark red stain on it. He ran out of the house and told Mary to ring the local sheriff. Uh, once, uh, now this was the start of one of the worst and most mismanaged murder investigations to date. Oh dear, what did the police do wrong this time? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they did everything wrong. Uh, When the Marshal Hank Norton, Horton, sorry, showed up shortly afterwards, he entered the house and discovered that all six members of the Moore family and the two Stillinger sisters had been murdered in cold blood with an axe. Oh, okay, so this guy went on rampage went with on rampage. everybody in the house. Everybody's dead. Okay. Everybody's dead. Uh, once the murder was discovered, news travelled fast in the small town, and it wasn't long before neighbours and curious town people ascended on the house. The police quickly lost control as people entered the house, looking at the bodies and even picking up the murder weapon. It wasn't until the local police force showed up that the crime scene was secured that's so frustrating though isn't Mm. it you know why are you going into a place where multiple people have been like savagely murdered and go hey i'm gonna pick up this axe because oh i don't know i'm a retard yeah (laughs) i think maybe i don't know whether they thought that they could if they saw it they could help be part of it back then they didn't have a lot of killer things going on so it was a shock if it happened i know but still the stupidity is is ridiculous it is it is yeah it is um the police spoke to mary peckham and uh those who saw the moore family at the uh church day pageant and they came to the conclusion that between midnight and 5 a.m somebody entered the house and brutally murdered everyone in the house which later the doctors confirmed that they died sometime after midnight the the scene of the crime was horrific all the windows and curtain all the sorry uh, all the windows that had curtains had been drawn and the ones without curtains were covered with clothes belonging to the moore family the killer also covered all the mirrors he covered them what with their clothes with their clothes whatever he could find he covered all the mirrors all the so all he didn't want to even look in the mirror at himself no Oh my gosh, that's so scary. That's so scary. Yeah. 
Who are you, sir? Yes, back away. <laughs> um, each victim was covered with a bedsheet, which was placed over them after they had been killed. Lamps set on dim were placed at the foot of Joe and Sarah Moore's bed, also the Sillinger sisters' bed. The killer wanted to see what he was doing, but he didn't want to cause alarm with lights being on so late at night. Uh, an axe belonging to Joe was found in the Stillinger bedroom, partly clean. The eldest Stillinger sister had been moved. Her body had been dragged to the edge of the bed, and as she was dragged, her nightshirt lifted up. Her panties had been removed, and she'd been posed in a sexual position. Asshole. There was no sign that she'd been sexually abused, but there was a bloody handprint on the inside of her thigh and semen was found on the floor along with a slab of bacon wrapped in cloth. I'm sorry. Did you just say a slab of bacon? Was it mm. cooked or uncooked? It was uncooked oh, bacon. uncooked. Yeah. Streaky bacon or English salad? A slab, <laughs> like a two pound slab of bacon. Yeah. Like a two pound. What, which, did he go shopping before he He bought went? himself because he had a cooler with two of the slabs. Well, they said they found them in the cooler. Whether he'd gone to the freezer and got the bacon out and got the cooler and brought it up. I don't know. This guy's fucking I'm sorry. Nuts. I don't mean to laugh. But yeah, He's a slab nuts. of bacon on the side as yeah. you do. It is believed that the killer sat down on a chair and just looked at her while masturbating using... The slab of bacon. Oh, dear. Yes. Um, that person should probably get some psychological I help. I think so. Um, especially with the slab of bacon on the side. Mm. You yeah. Know. I you just, can't have a wank without no, your bacon. Without your bacon. And he had two slabs. So I don't know what the second slab... What was the slab, second one for? I don't know. The second slab wasn't used. Oh, my god! I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't used. Um, it was believed that the killer used the back of the axe to kill them, all except Sarah Moore. On her, he used the sharp edge of the axe. Uh, in the house now, you can still see the marks where he swung the axe each time. So every time he plunged in and swung it back, it hit the wall. And he plunged it again, so the marks are still on the wall. And in the children's bedroom, there's loads of marks on the ceiling. And they believe that when he was done killing, he'd done like a victory swing of the axe in the bedroom because it's marked the top of the ceiling. What? Yeah. What? There's just like marks of him like swinging it around in a circle. Yeah, where he was obviously like... I don't want it like, like, I don't know, like a celebratory swing. Oh my god! Yeah, they believe that that's what, because it's like in a circular pattern in the house. You can still see it. That's it's still insane. There. So insane. That's insane to walk in there as a police officer yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. To go, oh my gosh, what just mm. happened here? Yeah. And you're seeing dead bodies and mm-hmm. you're seeing blood and you're seeing yeah. all that. That's just, that's yeah. mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, completely. Um, after the killer killed the entire family and the Sillinger sisters. He went round again, hitting them 20 to 30 times each, crushing their skulls until they were unrecognisable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Why so angry? uh, Yes, very angry. Why so angry? Like vicious. Yeah, Yeah. that's on another level of psychopath. Vicious vibes. Yeah. Yeah. That's like unworldly vicious though, right? mm, mm. That doesn't make a lot of sense Mm-mm. for 
for you to go into a house and do all those things that you're doing and have victory swings mm. with the axe. Yeah. You don't do that no. without being of sound mind. Exactly. Yeah. He's obviously, yeah. Um, out of the whole household, Lena was the only one to believe had fought back because she had defensive wounds on her. Uh, also, a shoe found upstairs in Joe and Sarah's room had been kicked over and blood had been spilt on the floor. They think that as Joe was being killed, it was filling up with blood. And that when he came round a second time, he kicked it over and spilled the blood. Uh, downstairs on the kitchen table was a bowl of bloody water and a plate of uneaten food. Uh, almost as if the killer had done, when the killer was done, he washed his hands and sat down to eat. Maybe something stopped him. Uh, all of the doors and windows were locked and they found two cigarette butts in the attic. So maybe he didn't break in. Maybe he was already in the house waiting for them to come home. Oh my gosh, people living in the house, man. I cannot cope. I can't cope. Ever since that last episode. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, Daniel LeBlanc. The fact that there's more yeah. evidence supporting yeah. that people do that people and people go yeah. into your house and they live in your attic mm -hmm. bro mm -mm. no <laughs> no not today no not, not today satan not no. today no uh so who killed the moore family and the two cylinder sisters for the small town of Villisca, speculation was almost too much for the townspeople and they began to distinguish and identify themselves by who they believed committed the crime Friends argued and the town was divided. Among the suspects was Frank Jones. Frank was the town's local businessman, a state senator. He was a member of the Villisca Methodist Church. Joe had, Josiah had worked for Frank for some time and he was very good at his job and soon became one of the best workers. But the job became hard and they wanted him to do six days a week from 7am to 11pm, so Joe left. He set up on his own and became Frank's rival in business. Along with being a business rival, it was said that Joe was having an affair with Frank's daughter-in-law, Donna Jones, the town's beauty. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> ring, ring, oh. ring. Oh, God. There we go. A little love interest, yeah. shall we God, say. Throw a little love interest in there, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, the affair was well known in the town due to them arranging to meet each other over the phone. Now, back then, when you rang up, you have to ring the operator. So you would do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, that's ring right. Ring the operator. And then they would have to put you through. But, of course, whoever's put you through can listen to your telephone calls. Oh so somebody God. was obviously listening in and, you know, being a bit of a town's gossip. What, doing what they do now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's oh, no. listening. Everyone's listening. Everyone's listening. Um, by 1912... The relationship between Joe and Frank became so bad that they would walk across the street to avoid passing each other. These men were angry at each other. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after the murders, Frank was subject to a grand jury investigation. The town quickly split, a, split apart, forming a religious divide. Frank's Methodist church insisting on his innocence and the Moore's family Presbyterian church convinced of his guilt. The prolonged campaign to prove his guilt destroyed his political career. He was proven not guilty real quick, 
many people in the town believe that he used his influence to have the case against him squished. They also thought that Frank could have hired somebody to do it. He had enough money. He was a rich guy, so mm. he could have hired a hitman to do it. Um, a detective uh, found a guy named William Mansfield who he thought he had hired to do it, but William had a good alibi, and after being questioned, he was let go. Okay, so they're not finding a lot of, uh, of uh, suspects here. No, no. Another, subje- another, subse- another subject was Reverend Lynn Kelly. Okay. Kelly was a known sexual deviant with a record of mental health problems. <laughs> Great combination. Great. Right? Lovely man. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he's a reverend. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> Spreading the, the, that, true, that yep. truth of yep. the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. with his fists. Dot knows the truth. <laughs> Dot knows. Dot knows Dot the knows. truth. That's yep. right. Um... Uh, Kelly once lived in South Dakota and there he had placed an advert in the paper for an assistant, but she must be willing to pose as a model and also type nude. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so also some sexual harassment. Yeah, he's advertising. Well. Yep, he's advertising. Um, and... Um, um, and sorry don't look at the computer she's looking at the computer <laughs> thinking it's frozen well let's hope it isn't <laughs> and it's still recording us uh but <laughs> it'll be sorry this will be fine it'll oh be fine. okay let's just keep going yeah um so uh where was i yeah, um it's fine okay that's fine uh kelly was obsessed with sex he had been caught a few times peeping through windows in the Velisca. So he's town. a pervert on so, top yeah. of that. So he likes to You're look a perv. through windows. Yep. Oh, that's awful. Yep, absolutely terrible. Uh, Kelly was at the Presbyterian Day Church Day pageant the night of the murders. He is five foot two and weighs about 119 pounds, and he's also left-handed, just like the killer. The killer was. They measured the axe wings, and he. Um, But his build uh, was too small to have that much power over the axe. But Kelly had gotten on a train around 5 a.m. the morning of the murders. And according to a couple who were sat with him on the train, they said that he told them that a gruesome murder has just happened in that town. And who is he to them? So it, to to the family. To who? the family. He's the reverend of a Presbyterian so church. He, so he did they go to that church? Yeah, they were members of that church. Oh, yeah, this okay. was so why they were at the them. Charles Day pageant when she was organising it. That was her doing it for the church. They're oh, very involved. No. So he's a reverend, and obviously, I'm guessing they go round to different churches and do what they have to do. So that's why. Um, So, and also later on that day when he did return home, he was seen carrying a bloody T-shirt clothes to the laundrette the same day. Um, Kelly also returned to Velisca and took great interest in the murders. He pretended to be a detective so he could obtain a tour of the house. He was later arrested and he was interrogated and later signed a confession. I killed the children upstairs first. And the children downstairs last. I knew God wanted me to do it that way. Slay utterly comes to mind. So I picked up an axe and went straight into the house. He later withdrew his statement. 
saying that it was police bu- bu- uh, brutality, police brutality that caused him to lie. The couple on the train also changed their story. So with little to nothing to convict him, the first jury was hung 11-1 in favour of refusing to indict him and the second jury freed him. This is insane though, dude. <laughs> How could you free someone after they were like, yeah, God told me to yeah. get an axe yeah. and walk through someone's house yeah. in a in a vicious and mm-hmm. like kind of a, like you say, like a celebratory way yeah. with an axe. Yeah. Murdering mm-hmm. women and children. Yeah. No. No. Dude, you gotta, you gotta sit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you need to sit down. Yes. Yes, that's too much. Yeah. Uh, The most convincing and strongest evidence to show that both Jones and Kelly's innocence was a chain of bizarre axe murders from 1898 to 1912. These crimes occurred in Nova... Now. Nova Scotia? Nova Scotia. Yes. That's it. That's in Alaska. Oh, okay. Is it? No, I don't... No, it's in America. Well, this is what I mean. In Alaska. Google. Hold, please. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Nova, Nova Scotia. Hey, Sierra. Uh, where is Nova Scotia? There we go. See what they have to say. I don't think... Canada. Oh, okay. Is in Canada. Oh, okay. I'm horrible at my geography, everyone. <laughs> I do apologize. This is why we have Google. This is it. This is it. Uh, no, yep. Um, Oregon, Kansas, Florida, Arkansas along with other locations. Uh, Paul Mueller, it is said to have killed 40 to 100 people using an axe. Oh. Yeah. He's been busy with that thing. He's been very busy. (laughs) Uh, He was subject to an unsuccessful year-long manhunt. Uh, you couldn't find the man for over a year. Nope. They used dogs. They used all sorts of stuff. They could not find him. Um, he uh, is the sole suspect in a murder uh, at a family house near West Brookfield where he was employed as a farm worker. Oh, my gosh. He also got a job. He got a job. <laughs> he got a he was job. A, he, was, he was very... He did get a job. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he had a job. How do they switch it? I don't know. I don't know. They're just polite. And then they just, I just think they're just mean and they just bide their time until they're ready. Insane. Yeah. Uh, Mueller was 35 years old and reportedly claimed to be a German military veteran. He was known as a skilled carpenter and spoke very little English. There were a number of similarities to the crime scenes and that of the Moore family and the crime scene of the house where he was working. Uh, The house... Uh, was to be close to railway junction. Uh, the slaughter of an entire family in a town with little or no police. The family having a barn or some place for the killer to hide in. No dogs. Um, and the killer always using the blunt side of the axe. And mostly, young girls were moved into sexual positions. Just like the Moore family, a neighbour entered the house where Muller was working to find the entire family axed to death and Mueller nowhere to be found. It is claimed that Mueller committed 14 family murders. 14? 14. Totaling at 59 victims. 
He could have also been involved in another 25 family murders, totaling in 94 victims. Wow. If this is correct, this will place Mueller, Mueller in the same level as killer Samuel Little, a serial killer convicted of 60 murders but claims 93. That's right, Samuel Little. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Where was he? Where was he from? I don't know. Oh, oh well. We'll figure know. it out later. Yeah, that could be an episode. <laughs> um, Mueller would have used the trains to get around, sneaking in and out of the towns, leaving the crime scenes quickly. It was widely known that a single travelling killer was on the loose, but the term serial killer was never used at that time. It was too early. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess that name has not really Mm -hmm. been invented yet. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, To this day, the Moore's murders have never been officially solved. Oh, okay. So there's been no... uh, no DNA, no nothing was found. No, they they don't have um they didn't have that technology, and they didn't save anything from that far. Probably not the eighteen hundreds. No. Yeah, well, they still have Jack Ripper's stuff. Well, they I still don't ha- know. they got DNA from Jack the Ripper, didn't they? Okay, I'm guessing this oh, was there tiny has town. To be something tiny town. It's still not been solved. There's lots of authors out there that have like those criminal investigative authors out there that have done books who think they know who the killer was and things like that, but it's never officially been solved. And also, you had all those people traipsing through the crime scene. Anything in there is contaminated. That's true. Touching yeah. the weapons, footprints, fingerprints, even if they had it, they wouldn't be able to use it because it could be anybody's. And it's just how stupid. Mm. I know that they weren't educated enough to know, mm. but... It is upsetting because yeah. I feel like people like this could be, you know, saved. Yes. It's awful. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Yeah, exactly that. Yes. Um, the Axe Murder House is one of the most haunted locations in the USA. Well, I'm not going to doubt that that's going to be yeah, haunted. No. So I'm going to get rid of this because it's disturbing me. It's still going. She's uh, touching her computer at this point in time. There we go. I just like to know that it's on. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, many teams of investigators have felt its evil presence and even the owner of the house has experienced its hauntings. From hearing doors opening and closing, hearing footsteps walking around the house, temperature drops many overnight teams have not been able to make it past 11 p.m uh one of the times uh, an investigator in the house with his team goes to use the bathroom he knocks on the door and somebody yells out yeah so he steps back and he waits a minute he goes outside and he realizes that everybody from his team is outside he goes back in and he opens the bathroom door and there's nobody in there oh my god gone yeah. That's insane. Insane. Uh, there's been dark figures seen in doorways and hallways. Another time the owner was doing some work upstairs and um, he heard somebody coming downstairs and heard them coming up the stairs. So he thought, fine, if you're going to break in, I'm going to scare you. So he hid in one of the wardrobes. And as he heard the footsteps coming to the bedroom, he opened the door and there was nobody there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> If you heard someone coming up the stairs and you're like, oh, man, I, I have to protect myself, mm. you know, you get a bat or you mm. get whatever you can. Yeah. And you're like, 
I'm gonna scare the guy and I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna be the first to go at him. Mm-hmm. You jump out, there's nobody there's there. There's nobody there. Not a single one. Yeah. That would trip you out. Yeah, I would definitely leave. Yeah, that'd be me gone. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye. Like I said, my motto, run. <laughs> <laughs> run. Um, people have received scratches on their bodies during the day. So a lot of ghost hunts happen at night. For some reason, I think, I don't know, add spooky value, whatever. But they also do day ones. And during the day, people have come out and they've had scratches all down their backs, red marks. Yeah, from oh, being in the house. Physical touches, that's another, like... Yeah, don't touch oh, me. Oh, don't touch me. Don't touch me. No, thank no, you. No, 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 no. Um, there's a cat named Church. That can't seem to leave the house alone. <laughs> Little church from Pet Cemetery. Oh, that's cute. That's no, cute. have you seen? Have you not seen? You've not seen Pet Cemetery. Look, I've seen bits and pieces of Pet Cemetery. Okay, church uh, don't stay cute. Yeah, but come on, it's a cute little name, isn't it? For a cat. We need to sit down and watch Pet Cemetery. You will <laughs> never ever say that that cat is cute ever again. Uh, <laughs> One guy has a stab wound in his leg. While investigating in the downstairs bedroom, he blanked out and woke up with a stab wound in his leg and didn't know where he got it from. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That's too much. Yep. That ghost is uh, carrying weapons. Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, well, influence, maybe. (coughs) The evilness in there. People have said they felt an evil presence in there stuff like that oh my god but to be stabbed yes physically stabbed physically stabbed i'm good yeah well this is it i will not be going to this place (laughs) hey buddy you gotta take a drink i know i know i'm gonna finish i've literally got the last bit of my story and we are going to finish it i have a few lines i'm gonna enjoy my drink while you tell me your story (laughs) uh so who do you think murdered the moore family and the stillinger sisters was it frank moore the mad senate was it Reverend Kelly, the sexual deviant, or was it Paul Muller? See, this is why I'm not oh, drinking. See. Okay. Paul Mueller, and maybe serial killer. Shall we go? Shall we go ghost hunting to find out? Uh, no, <laughs> no, we will not. I will not be going to that place. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, yeah. too scary for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. But that is a serial killer story for sure. But one that is completely unsolved. And they found like it wasn't just every single family. So those 14 definite families that they thought that he did kill. The same MO, blunt side of the axe, Mm. entire family was killed. Like he was either in the house or he'd broken into the house, covered all the mirrors, all of the windows, the same thing. Wow. Yeah, and they didn't have the stuff to put two and two together. Like, it, the technology was Yeah, but for, for someone to also uh, uh, admit as well and, and have a testimony saying, yes, this is what I've done. Mm. Uh, I, I decided, God told me to get mm. an axe and walk into a house and, and mm. murder everybody. You've said it out loud. Yes. To me, that's like, a, well... Why would you lie about something like that? But then also he was known for his mental health problems. So maybe that was a, I don't know. It could be a factor. Of course it could. Of course it could. But ew, to like swing your axe around. Mm -hmm. Ew. Yeah. (laughs) That's horrible. Slab of bacon. The bacon. Can we just... (laughs) Right, yeah. we should have put a parental advisory. I know we should have done. Episode, I completely forgot, especially with Halloween. the pork 
wanking episode. Yes. <laughs> we should, that's what we should call it really is. The pork wanking yeah. Point, episode. Uh, pork wanker. That's what we should say. <laughs> that's what we should say. But yeah. You know, that, you have to be an absolute sick mm-hmm. individual. Yeah, very much To be so. doing things like that. Yeah. And positioning these poor kids yes. and women. And, yeah. You know, if you're doing that in a sexual way, mm-hmm. go. It's uh, yeah. uh, not it, today. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Satan is strong mm. in that one for very, sure. Very yeah. much so. He is uh, on the dark side. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But oh yeah, no, it's, it's sad that it's not so. Like, I, it frustrates me when things aren't solved. I like want to solve them. But. Well, of course. You know, it would be be. nice to go, this is who did it. Yeah. He's been convicted. He's been thrown in jail. Mm. And he'll never see the light of day. Yeah. You know, which doesn't always happen. Doesn't always happen. No way. (laughs) Doesn't always happen. No, if only it did, that would be good. That would be nice. Yes, it would. Well, that was a great Chop Chop House story. Yes. It was a very choppy. Uh, Chop Chop House is another one. Oh. Yes, uh, this was a different one. I told you. It would be the Chop Chop House, but then I saw the Axe Murder House, hey, and it was more ghostly. So I was this, like, you know what, we're gonna this go This Axe Murderer could have been well. It could have been Chop Chop because he had an axe. He could have been. He's been chopping, yes. chopping up people. Yes, <laughs> unfortunately, an honor to those people, an honor is, to the victims yes, today. Is my face uh, with your your slashed up face? Yeah, exactly that. There is yes. blood everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Okay. Right. Uh, well, I have um, a fan story today. Exciting. Uh, yeah. We obviously have gone on all of our social media pages and said to, ev- well, all of you, uh, to message us or send us an email of your paranormal experiences. And uh, we got one from Andy today. Hi, Andy. Hello, Andy. So, uh, I saw your post on Reddit. And I checked out some of your YouTube videos. Great work. Keep going. I love it. Oh, thank you. So nice. Thank you. So nice. I'm actually really excited to share this experience with you because in my mind, this is the most incredible experience I have because my father and I both saw the same thing. I too am a believer and a skeptic. It takes a lot to convince me Something is paranormal, but I've had many of my own experiences that I just really can't explain. Wow. My grandmother's house uh, uh, gave a lot of people a funny feeling. It's a bit of an uneasy feeling, like you're not alone. I've always felt uncomfortable being alone there at times. One day when I was about 11, my dad and I stayed at my grandma's house while the rest of the family went to the store. We were sitting in the living room watching TV when suddenly I saw what looked like a young boy's head and shoulders quickly peek out from under the corner into the living room. My dad and I both turned to look at the hallways uh, simultaneously. Then we looked at each other with an odd look in a, did you just see that kind of way. He got up and looked through the three rooms the hallway leads to, and then comes back into the living room and just throws his hands up. We talked and concluded we both saw the figure 
of a boy. We could even describe the hair as a lightish blonde and a white shirt, but we were alone. We weren't scared, just really confused. We just couldn't explain it logically. I've seen that boy a few times since then, and so have several other family members. We have never found out any information as uh, that boy could have been or who he could have been, but I am curious, very curious. Thanks so much. I hope you guys have a lot of cool replies. I'll be looking out for more podcasts to come. Thank you, Andy. Oh, thank you, Andy. That is terrifying That's for your awful. dad and you to look over and see some kid like lurking around the corner. That and ugh. then it, yeah, and then it's not there. Like that would be. Oh, well, first off, I think I would. Wow, you'd think you'd be seeing stuff, and then actually, then then to actually have confirmation from somebody else that they saw the same thing. Well, exactly. No, if no. if you're like, oh yeah, I just saw the same thing, Mm-mm. you'd be like. We need to get out of this house we need to tonight. Live. Yeah, tonight. We to yeah, we do. Yeah, that was that was a cool story. I liked it, and that was good. Yeah, thank you so much, Andy. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love these fan stories. I do. I do. Um, I yeah. If you guys have a fan story that you yeah. want to send in, um, any paranormal experiences of your own, or even like a real life scary story, what have you been through? Okay, I was gonna say, what's a real life scary story? I don't know. Someone like a shark stalking attack or you something. or, oh, yeah. you know what, oh. something really scary that you've been like, oh my God, I never want to go through that ever again. Yes. I have stories like that. You Okay. I don't or know. You, right. <laughs> Send us an email. Send us an email. Uh, our email is twistedchamber at yahoo.com. Yep. So you can contact us through there. Yes, you can. Uh, or on our Instagram pages. Yep, we got Link Instagram, Linktree. We got tree. all the social media. We do. We are absolutely everywhere. So literally look for a Linktree and you will see it at the top. Yes. Yes. Well, that was that was great. That was good. This our is part one. I was going to say, Because end of part Natasha one. is really lacking on this drinking episode. It's okay. Inmate. I'm going to enjoy it in the second round we have because to it's cheers. your turn to tell the story. We have to cheers. Cheers. Please. There we there go. There we go. Happy Halloween, Happy everyone. Halloween. Happy Halloween. And, uh, yeah, this was part one. So uh, stick around and uh, click on part two. Yes, part two. We will see you in a bit, inmates. See you in a bit.